Glad to have you along for the ride. It is Joe Pagliarulo, Joe Pags, in for Sean Hannity today. Sean taking a well-deserved day off. Make sure you call in. Same number as usual, 1-800-941-7326, 1-800-941-7326. Go to Hannity.com for all things Sean Hannity. Stop by my website if you want to find out who the heck this guy is who's on the radio right now. It's JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot, dot C-O-M. In the past week, less than a week, we've had two major jury uh, trial verdicts come out. And I think both were righteous. I want to talk to this guy about that. I also want to talk to him about Bernard Carrick. I want to talk to him about executive privilege and a whole lot more. It is my friend, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, how are you? I'm great, Pags. How are you? I'm living the dream, man. This is just an, uh, an absolute honor to be in for Sean today, <laughs> our mutual friend, and to have you on Absolutely. the program was a no-brainer for me. Uh, I want to get right into these verdicts in, in the limited time we have. Let's quickly... Yeah, sure. They're amazing. Well, they were. We, we had a couple of verdicts, and I think that we would agree were probably correct, both in, in Kyle Rittenhouse's case and the case of the killing of, uh, of Ahmad Arbery in Georgia. Are you are you with me that those juries made the right decision? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know... Um, the way I look at verdicts, I guess, first is as a lawyer, and that is, is the jury verdict uh, supported by the evidence, whether you agree with it or not? And yeah. the answer is, in both cases, yes. Now, I happen to agree with it, but neither case would be reversed by a court because the verdict is against the weight of the evidence. In, in, um, in the Rittenhouse case, it was, it was almost, uh, I mean, the case should have been dismissed, I think. The, the, the prosecution evidence proved self-defense before you even got to the defense. That's, uh, such, a, that, that's case, such a great point. The prosecution literally won the case for Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes, I mean, he testified because, I mean, obviously he's a very, when he testified, you couldn't tell as much, but I listened to the interview last night on on Tucker. Yeah, He's a bright kid. Yes, I mean, he's a, he's a, this is a very smart kid. It's not a, um, he's not a, you know, he's obviously, very, very smart. He has a very good recollection. And he, uh, before you even got to his case, basically the guy, the guy who was shot and survived said, I pointed the gun at him. Right. Stunning. What do you think is going to happen? You run after the guy, you, ca- you catch up to him, and then you point a gun at him. What do you think he's going to do? Uh, totally crazy. And also the tape was very, very helpful. You know, it's interesting, both cases – I think that the, the video really decided the case. Well, I want to I want to ask you about that. I want to ask you about that at length in a second. It's Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor. Let me ask you something very specific about the Rittenhouse case. Knowing the video evidence you had, knowing that the one guy that was shot admits that he pointed the gun at him, knowing you know that he was there putting out fires, and we have you know, pictures and video of him cleaning up the the local high school. He wasn't there starting trouble and provoking things. As the prosecutor, Rudy, would you would you have brought charges here? They did a great. They sat a no. grand jury in forty eight hours in charge the kid no i mean not only not only can i say that uh hypothetically i once had a chance to prosecute bernard getz uh, people might not remember who he is but he was a subway shooter right who shot four people who threatened him right and um the da in manhattan asked me to take it as a civil rights case and i listened to i listened to all the evidence i went through all the evidence with my with, with, with one of my assistants and we said, no, we're not going to bring the case because it's a, it's a perfect defense of self-defense. Right. I would have done the same thing here. I would not have brought this case. Looking at the tape, he's, or the video, he's constantly running away. 
And the prosecutors are actually, at one point, they're telling the jury that he's the aggressor. And the jury is looking at a, is looking at a video of him running away. Right. How does an aggressor run away? That's crazy. In, in watching this guy Binger, the assistant DA in uh, in that case, yeah. in watching this guy, um, he he violated the Second Amendment. He violated the 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 Fifth Amendment. He violated the Sixth Amendment. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the, and you told me on my show the other day, I'll steal your line. You said he only had seven more to go uh, to violate. And then <laughs> and then in closing arguments, Rudy, he puts his finger on the trigger of this rifle and points it at the jury. I mean, what would you have done if you're the lead prosecutor? If you're still in the Southern District of New York and you're assistant da does that what do you do i fire him <laughs> yeah right i have to fire him i mean the guy obviously has to do something else i remember i was a law clerk to a federal judge and when he was a very great judge lloyd mcmahon but he had a great sense of humor and when a, a lawyer really screwed up like that he would call him up to the bench and he would say uh, where did you go to law school the guy said i i went to uh, st john's he said, call him and get your money back. <laughs> I mean, this guy did everything wrong times eight. It was very strange. And he, then, he did. Holding back evidence, Rudy. He they had HD video that they that they held, and they gave 480p SD video to the, to the defense. I mean, that in and of itself is disbarment, isn't it? He's holding he's holding discovery yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, every, every, every error a prosecutor can make, they make. And uh, they, 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 if they had, for some strange reason, convicted him, there's no court of appeals that would have upheld that verdict. It's, it's Rudy so, Giuliani. Mean, no, I, I think. Well, I think the judge could have could have declared a mistrial that was requested, but he didn't have to because he was found not guilty. It's Rudy Giuliani. Go to rudyscommonsense.com. Rudyscommonsense.com. That's where you find the podcast. He's America's mayor. Will always be and, for me. Uh, go ahead. And tell him who the star of this one is. The star Joe of this podcast is, is some doofus on the radio, Joe Pags, talking about Thanksgiving. So go Joe ahead. Joe Pags talking about Thanksgiving, but it's actually, it's actually um, what I use it for. I do a defense of Thanksgiving. Good. You know, there are, there's a whole big movement now to cancel Thanksgiving. It's sick. Because of all of the, of all of the uh, Native Americans that were killed by white people. The only problem is the pilgrims had an exceptionally good relationship with the Native Americans. Right. They had a peace treaty that lasted for 50 years, and they are a perfect example, if you want to be honest with someone, they're the perfect example how, you know, uh, most people are good, decent people. Of course there were some people who came over that killed Native Americans. Uh, and there were also some country, Native Americans that were killing people, too. It's not like they were a yes, peaceful people. Country, there was no violence, like, you know. Yes, and also, you know, it's not unusual conduct. I mean, every country has a history of somebody coming in, invading, and taking over. Uh, Julius Caesar, Genghis Khan, uh, all throughout Africa, Asia. Right. This is what happened, uh, you know, in, in times before we became uh, more civilized. And we're the only People country. We're, they, we're the only country that has to somehow, you know, f feel regret over it and be punished, uh, you know, forever about it. It's Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, I've only got about three or four minutes left, but I want to get into a couple of very important things. Number one, um, is it your belief, and I think you started alluding to this earlier, that without video, these two verdicts could have gone exactly the opposite, right? Could be. You never know. You never know what would have happened. Absolutely right. Particularly in the uh, Rittenhouse case, the prosecutors were so um, dishonest. Yeah. I mean, how, how can I put it any other way? I mean, right. they, who knows what they would have made up? In the other case, the prosecutor was excellent. Don, 
Donna, her name is uh, Donalowski. Right. Dunikowski. Linda Dunikowski. Right. I, I listened to a lot of her summation, and I, uh, she was terrific. I mean, she uh, took every argument, used it really well, and in in Aubrey's case, the key testimony was when uh, uh, McMichael said, you know, he came back at me and went for the gun. Now, there's no video proof of that. Right. And basically her argument was, that's kind of ridiculous. The guy's been running away from you all day. Right, right. All of a sudden, when there's no video, he turns around and tries to grab your gun and you kill him. They literally chased him down and ended up killing him. You couldn't be more right. And I thank God so there is video today. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And, and, they, and they, they had no good answer. Well, we thought he was burglarizing houses in the neighborhood. That doesn't make any sense. Rudy, i got to ask you about, they, they, a, a, about a couple of people when it comes to executive privilege. You and I talked about this recently. Steve Bannon is not, a, is not asking for executive privilege. And Bernard Carrick is not asking for executive privilege. Donald Trump is, who was the president at the time. And he gets executive privilege through a, an executive order, I believe, signed by Obama, that all previous presidents can claim executive privilege. What's the controversy here? The controversy is that they want to have a show. They, they, the uh, January 6th narrative is fading. It's turning out to be largely, you know, uh, sure, they did something wrong, but they made it into the crime of the century, worse than 9-11, right. uh, worse than Pearl Harbor, worse than I don't know what. Meanwhile, not a, not a single shot was fired by the protesters. The only shot fired was by a cop who looked like he murdered somebody. Right. And... Uh, so they, 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 they had, this is their ace in the holes of destroyed Trump. And all of a sudden, the whole thing is falling apart. Well, it is because they're, they're, lying, they're lying about Carrick. And, and they're lying, they're provably oh, lying about Carrick. You've got Bob Woodward. You've got video. Carrick. You've got proof that he was nowhere near the scene. So why did they think they were going to get away with that, Rudy? I mean, fill me in on what you know of this when this because started unfolding. They it, because, because they have gotten away with it in the past. Look at what uh, Shifty Shift has gotten away with. Yeah. I mean, and he's still on the committee. There's a, videota- there's a videotape of him holding up a piece of paper saying, I got two witnesses, direct evidence of Trump and Russian collusion. Well, where are they, jerk? Where are they? <laughs> well, Rudy, nobody, I'd like to, I'd like to interview has. them. Can, can you get me those two names? I'd like to have them on the show. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't. what happened to those two names? They're gone. They, 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 so they were fictitious. So, so what's the recourse here as an attorney? Carrick is, is being defamed. He's been, they're, they're slandering him. They're lying about him. He was clearly nowhere near that meeting on January 6th. What do you do here? Can we, can we as the American people call government on the carpet when they lie to us? Yeah, I mean, he actually, uh, he actually has a pretty good lawsuit against it. What is it, the Washington Post, right? The Washington Post published the, uh, the excerpt from Woodward's book that Woodward said is not an excerpt from his book. The Wo- Woodward clearly said, correct. that is not in my book. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, and that's that's yeah, completely I mean, so, nuts. So let's assume, let's assume that's all correct. I haven't read, I haven't, I'd like to see that in writing, but if that's all correct, then uh, that's a lawsuit. That's a heck of a lawsuit. I mean, how can they say something's in a book that's that's easily verifiable? How can they say know. somebody? That's, that's, how can they say somebody's like at a really... meeting that's it's easy to verify he wasn't at the meeting? It boggles my mind, Rudy. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that in writing yet. I want to see that, but that is absolutely amazing. But you're asking me how would they get? How would the committee get away with that? The committee has no restraint because they have no accountability. The press lets them do anything they want. 
I mean, look at the crimes that the Bidens get away with. Right. Every week we get a new crime. Here, here our biggest adversary in the world is China. And now there's no doubt that what I was saying last year is true. The Biden family made millions from China. It just so happens that our president, of course, I mean, the the article came out yesterday about the about the uh, uh, the transaction with the Chinese company that Hunter Biden did and completed. And uh, and the the commitment of one billion and then one point five billion dollars into Hunter Biden's ridiculous private equity company, which used to have as a partner Whitey Bulger's nephew. It's stunning. The information you have and on your own comes from the Bank of China. The, the information comes from the Bank of China, right? Which is part of the Chinese Communist government. What you have yourself through your own investigation, and what we have from Hunter Biden's hard drives, is stunning. This is something that can make a journalism career, but they refuse to cover. Rudy, I got to run. I appreciate you more than you know. Thank okay, you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. To happy you, Thanksgiving. Your family and the, and the audience. Right back at you. Thank you for making the time today, my friend. I appreciate the America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani, coming on. There's so much more to talk to him about. We didn't even start to scratch the surface. We'll have him on again very soon. Your thoughts when we come back? 1-800-941-7326. 1-800-941-SEAN. Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity. Back after this. John Kerry, making America green one Learjet liberal flight at a time. You just can't make this stuff up. Sean Hannity is on right now. Glad to have you, Joe Pags, in for Sean Hannity today. Hopefully you're having a great day. Thanks for coming along for the ride. J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot com, JoePags.com. That's the website, all the social media there. You can email me there. Check out my interview with Mr. Snurdly. It's at the top of the page. We cover some news on there as well. If you're on the big three social media sites, they it's all Joe Talk Show, J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's um, I believe it's also Joe Talk Show at Getter which is the new one, and Joe Pags just about everywhere else. If it's a verified account, it's me, and I appreciate you uh, you stopping by. Also, go to Hannity.com, of course, for all things Sean Hannity. Let me go to the phone lines. I don't have a whole lot of time, but Nancy, it's all yours. Let's go. Hi, my name's Nancy. I'm from uh, Waco, Texas, and I just right. had a statement. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to make a comment about your Washington Post comment. You asked why would they put something like that out there. Uh, that they didn't verify, and it's because they don't have any real journalists anymore. And my, in my opinion, they no longer care about well, what they're doing to the people they're talking about. Um, well, I th- well, I think you're right. I mean, the journalist, uh, the, break down the word journalism or journalist. It means to cover the day. Jour is French for day. Um, it's your job to go out there and cover it. See, tell me what you saw, you smelled, you felt, you, 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 you tasted, whatever it happens to be, and then report it to me because you kept a journal of what it was you saw. They don't do that anymore. What they're doing is they're going out and ignoring facts and only reporting what it is they think will do best for them. And if that doesn't exist, Clearly, they've shown they'll make it up. And yes, it was a Washington Post report that this committee was was basing its its allegation that Bernard Carrick was at this meeting when he was nowhere near it. 
That's a problem for the Post. It's a problem for the committee. In fact, that commission should be disbanded now because it was based on big, fat, lying lies. But what do I know? 1-800-941-7326. Hannity.com. Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity. Keep it right here. Thanks a lot for tuning in to the Sean Hannity Show. My name is Joe Pagliarulo. Joe Pags in for Sean today. It's my honor to be with you the day before Thanksgiving. It's my honor to have my very good friend on, a guy you probably have heard of, a former a former captain with the Colombo crime family, Capo Regime, is Michael Franzese. Michael, how are you? Joe, I'm great. Always, uh, always great to be with you, my friend. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. You know, Michael and I became fast friends, and we've done a bunch of stuff online. We've done a bunch of stuff on my show. And um, you've got a couple of big projects coming out that I want people to know about. Number one is Mafia Democracy. It's your new book. You've got several books out now. Go to michaelfranzese.com and check out everything he writes. Uh, he's gone from mobster to pastor. We'll get into that a little bit here in the time that we have. But Mafia Democracy really does ring true because we're seeing a, a fascist feel from Washington, D.C., and even from City Hall in New York City, where you've got power and control is ruling the day. When you say Mafia Democracy... You're literally talking about our government acting like the mob, right? No question, Joe. You know, I, I've never witnessed in my lifetime um, what this government is looking now. And for me, it's very Machiavellian. And, you know, Machiavelli on the street, he was kind of the patron saint of the mob. We did everything in a Machiavellian way. And I see our government acting exactly like that in so many ways. And I point that out, uh, you know, very strategically in the book, Joe. I mean, this is not a fluff piece. It's not a, uh, you know, I did a lot of research on this. I lived that life. I worked with politicians way back when. And what I'm seeing now, I never thought that I would see this type of ideology in our government. But it's happening today. In the way that it's happening, do you see it the same way you remember planning things as a captain of a bunch of soldiers in the, in the crime family? And what I mean by that is you guys sold... Uh, a, a pretty good pitch to the community, to the news media. You guys pretended you weren't really what you were, and that facade worked for a really long time until, like, Giuliani came along and said, no, 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 we could probably do something about this. But is it the same sort of thing, Michael? Let me tell you what you should think of me, but ignore what we're really doing. Joe, let me tell you the Machiavellian ideology or philosophy, and that is that you know, when you're in control and you're in power, what Machiavelli has said, you can do anything you need to do to maintain control. You can lie, you can steal, you can cheat, you could even kill anything that you need to do. However, to the outside public, you must always appear to be upright, honest, and have integrity. That's our government. I hate to say it. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. You know, I, I love this country. I have kids and grandchildren that I, I want them to enjoy you know, the freedoms that so many of us before them enjoyed. But what I'm seeing now, it's, it's frightening. And that's how these people are acting. I've never seen such underhandedness. I've never seen such divisiveness in our nation. And, you know, it all starts from the top. When they start name-calling each other and doing all of these things that they're doing, it, it, it goes down into the general public and into society. It starts from the top. And if these people would just act with some integrity and act honestly, I don't think we'd see the divisiveness that we see on the street today. And I really mean that. Is it hard? It's Michael Franzese. Go to michaelfranzese.com, F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E. michaelfranzese.com, become part of his crew, get his books. The new one is going to be available for pre-order very soon. It's not yet, right, Michael, but it will be very soon? 
Yeah, just before Christmas, it'll be available for pre-order, yes. Called Mafia Democracy. Going and make sure that you, you get to his website and find out exactly when it's coming out. Is it hard to do, or does it become second nature? And here's what I mean. You know what you're doing behind the scenes. You know what you have yeah. to look like you're doing to the public and to the media and so on. I mean, for God's sakes, you were producing movies while there was all sorts of racketeering and everything else going on behind the scenes. Is it easy, or does it become second nature? It's second nature, Joe. Oh. Honestly, you know, when you when you have that kind of a mindset, it's it's really second nature to you. And uh, it was to me on the street. I'm recognizing it now, you know, and obviously, like I said, I'm seeing it unfold in our government halls. And it's uh, it's it's very disturbing to me. It really is. You know, people tell me all the time, you know, if the mafia was running the country, we would be in better shape. And I say, no, <laughs> you don't want the mafia running the country. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to have a, this is a republic where government is honest and, and upright and they really do have integrity and they do care about the people that elected them to office. And it's not that way. And I, I just don't understand how people don't see this. I don't get it. Here's the thing that jumps out at me, and it's Michael Franzese, former copper regime, the Colombo crime family in New York. What jumps out at me is, and you and I have talked about this a lot, the mob got mad when the government wasn't righteous. It's almost like you guys had a higher standard for the government. All right, you catch me, FBI, you do it on the up and up, you don't frame me, you, you do it legally, you got me. I'll put my hands out in front of me. But you're still mad about how your father was convicted, and you're convinced that he was framed. I mean, that there really is sort of a, a code within the life. You call it that life. Uh, the code is... The government can get you as long as they do the right job. That's why you never really went after cops. You never really went after Rudy, although there was a conversation about it. You really did. If you have integrity and you got us, fair and square, let's go, right? No doubt, Joe. We, the way we looked at it, we were on one side, you were on the other. You do your job. You get us legitimately. We have no beef. We have no complaint. But if you frame us, if you stoop down to a street level and you're breaking the law you know, and even at times, not only breaking the law, but creating criminal activity in order to nail somebody. Uh, we didn't appreciate that. And I don't think anybody should. You know, what people don't understand, if you give an, uh, the government an inch, they'll take a yard yeah. and they'll never give it back. If you allow them to break the law to go after somebody that they really want to get, well, that could apply to anybody. They don't like somebody. OK, we're going to do whatever we have to do to get them to put them away. We know that happens, Joe. I'm sure you know that happens. Look, it does. Uh, what happened in, in uh, the four years of Trump's presidency, if people didn't see what was really going on, whether you like Trump or not, it doesn't matter. But when you saw what was going on with all this Russiagate and everything else, it, it, it was criminal activity that was going on in, in the halls of justice. I mean, that's the bottom line. We know for a fact that Russiagate was fake. The dossier was fake. The impeachments were based on nothing. But a guy won. A guy got a position the mafia democracy didn't like. And again, there were, listen, there were Republicans who were against them, too. This wasn't just a Democrat versus Republican thing. This was big government mafia swamp versus an outsider who said, hey, why don't we do this thing that we thought we were going to do as a republic? And that's really the, that's the bottom line, right? I mean, it, the swamp monsters come from all colors. Oh, no, no doubt about it. You know, while we're talking about that, I just have to mention this whole Rittenhouse case. You know, Joe, not for anything. I didn't know much about the case. I didn't follow it. But I, I get intrigued when I see, you know, trials taking place on television. Obviously, my background, I'm interested in it. Right. And when you watch the trial and the evidence that was presented by the prosecution, 
and you you before that had listened to mainstream media, you would have thought this kid was, you know, the devil incarnate, white supremacist, went there to shoot everybody, cross state lines with guns that were illegal. It was absolutely untrue, right. all false. When you looked at the evidence that was presented in this case, the jury came out with the right verdict, and people are still complaining about it. And I don't get it. I really don't understand why. What are they trying to do? What are people trying to accomplish in this country by spreading false information, misinformation, starting all this racial stuff? Joe, I I'm telling you, I never thought in my lifetime I would see things you know, get to this level. I mean it. Well, I'd say it's a great question, but I know that it's rhetorical because you know the answer. It's about power and control. It's about controlling the message, controlling the power, controlling the people, and then they can do whatever you want them to do, and they'll keep on voting for you. It's Michael Franzese, michaelfranzese.com. Get this book. It's on the way. It's Mafia Democracy, and I can't wait to read it, Michael, from cover to cover, and I think everybody's going to go out and get millions of copies. Get to michaelfranzese.com. Let's talk about the Mafia States of America. This is a, 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 an historic sit-down between you and Sammy the Bull Gravano, who was the underboss for John Gotti um, in the Gambino uh, crime family. What, what's interesting to me is that li few, few people know that you knew Sammy because Sammy used to be in the Colombo family. Um, I, I had no idea until you and I started talking about this. Were you guys friends? Did you know him? Did you hang out? Did you dislike him? What's the relationship there? Sammy and I were not friends. Uh, I wouldn't consider us friends now. You know, this uh, sit-down got kind of contentious. You know, Sammy still feels he's the underboss in a way. And, and uh, you know, he acts a certain way, and I act a different way. So, you know, I, I think uh, it's, it's historic in that it was a real sit-down. It wasn't staged. It wasn't scripted. Uh, I think you can tell throughout that we didn't really care for each other that much. We right. have a whole different idea of Cosa Nostra and what it was about then, what it is now. And, um, you know, Patrick Ben David was in the middle of this. He hosted it. At times, it got very contentious right. between us. And uh, I think people are going to enjoy seeing it because it's the real thing. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on on YouTube. But look, Sammy was a real guy. I was a real member of that life. Uh, we have a lot of differences in ideology and opinions. And I think it's all going to come out in this sit down. People are going to, you know, they're going to get an eyeful and an earful, I can tell you that. The Mafia States of America, this is going to be a several-part series, and I've seen just snippets of it, and it's amazing. I cannot wait to sit down and enjoy this. Um, there, was a, there was at a point where you weren't sure you would do this, right? I mean, did you two, I can't imagine you originally said, yeah, let's sit down in the same room and, and have a piece of bread. I mean, I would imagine that it, it took some doing. Yeah, because, you know, Sammy had said some things about me uh, that weren't very nice, and I, in turn said some things about him that I think were true. I mean, it's a matter of public record. So we didn't have any, uh, you know, love lost between the two of us. That was, that was for sure. I didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. But somehow, it, you know, they convinced us and we got together on it. But, um, you know, I, I can tell you this. You know, I, I think you know this, but Rudy, uh, obviously you do know it. Rudy yeah. played a, a part in this. And uh, Chaz Palminteri was the host. They did a great job on it. I, I can tell you that. And I think people are going to be very intrigued with it. But... You know, we'll see what happens. It's coming out, I believe, December 3rd or shortly okay. after that. Uh, you know, you can go on MafiaStatesOfAmerica.com. I think it's a website, and, and people can buy it. It's 10 episodes. I mean, this is, uh, this is a big deal. Yeah. Maybe give me a minute on that moment that you said, I got to walk away. And did you know that you would survive it? Because a lot of people don't think there's any way you could have really walked away, Michael, and you'd still be alive today. 
Well, you know, Joe, there was a point in time when I realized that, you know, the life was over. I had met a young girl that's now my wife for 37 years. Uh, I knew if I was going to be with her, I didn't want to put her through the, you know, the agony that my family went through and every other family I've ever remember that I know in that life. You know, it's not a life that's conducive to a good family life. And I just said, you know, aside from that, Rudy Giuliani had really, really used the RICO uh, statute very well. He was putting a lot of guys away. A lot of guys were becoming informants. And I said, this life is really in trouble. And, um, you know, did I think I was going to make it? Look, I always said to myself, I, you know, I wasn't mad at anybody. I didn't want to hurt any, anybody. I wasn't looking to put people in prison. So I said, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot and see if I can make it. I knew I was going to have some trouble. I knew it wasn't going to be taken well. I knew my father would be upset with me, Persico, my boss. But I said, look, I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'll be a little bit manipulative with the government, maybe, you know, and things like that. But, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a risk taker at ways, uh, Joe. And I figured, you know, you know, I think this is going to work out. And ultimately, I'll be honest with you, I think God had a different plan and a purpose for my life. And that's why I'm here and, and able to enjoy freedom and my family. And, you know, I've been very blessed, very blessed. And we're blessed to have you on the program. It's uh, it's michaelfranzese.com. Go to that website, become part of his crew, pre-order the book as soon as you can, Mafia Democracy, and also the Mafia States of America, this series that's coming out. And it's going to be a big December for Michael Franzese. Continued success, Michael. Thank you for your friendship, and I appreciate you coming on. Joe, I appreciate you more than you know, and thanks for having me. And uh, we'll do it again whenever you're ready. I, I hope I hope it'll be very soon. Thank you very much. Michael Franzese, go to his website. Your thoughts on this, 1-800-941-SEAN. Back on the Sean Hannity Show after this. Firing torpedoes of truth at a wall of lies. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Pleasure to have you along for the ride on the Sean Hannity Show. Joe Pags in for Sean. 1-800-941-7326. 1-800-941-7326. As usual, go to Hannity.com for all things Sean Hannity. And if you want to find out who the heck this guy is, go to JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M, and sign up for all the, the, the social media. You've got a newsletter there. You've got some news stories there. I'm pretty active on the Twitters, to be honest with you. And yes, I'm old enough that I say the Twitters and the Facebook. Um, but I'm pretty active on there. Uh, the other ones are starting to catch up, Parler and Getter and all of these other ones. And if they ever start taking off, we'll jump on there as well. Um, but but go in and check us out on social media. Uh, also a big Rumble presence. Rumble is sort of a competitor for YouTube if you're not familiar. Just look up Joe Pags. They're all, I think it's all one word, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. And uh, in the time remaining, I just want to legitimately thank Sean again for, for just allowing this. It's the biggest radio program on the planet. And, and Linda, thank you so much for everything that you've done to make this happen. It's, it's funny because you'd asked me a few other times and a news story broke every single time. And, uh, and the fact that, i got to be honest, three minutes before the show today, I was like, are we doing it? Are we going to? Here we are, and you've done great. You've been absolutely amazing. So thank you for being here for us. We, well, we you, really appreciate it. Your support has been amazing. And it's funny, I was, I was a little trepidatious last night sending you the, the, uh, the new PAGS parody. And you were so cool today. You said, I listened to the first line, play it. <laughs> it was great. It was phenomenal. <laughs> And that's going to be on Hannity.com. So if you missed it, you can check it out. Get into all the holiday spirit with uh, Joe Peggs. 
Make sure you go and get that done. I want to um, acknowledge the callers because you guys have been amazing today. Didn't have time for a ton of you because we had four really interesting, I think, interviews. Not because I did them, because the people were interesting that I brought on. But uh, hopefully you got something out of that. And I want to say thank you very much for lighting the phone lines up the entire time. Katie's been great. Jason's been great. Of course, Linda is amazing. And Sean, thank you again. Again, if you don't mind, go and check out JoePags.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you weren't able to get through in the phone lines, and tons of you weren't, do me a favor, send me an email over at the website. Again, JoePags.com. Thank you so much. And please do me a favor, sit down with your kids, tell them about the Thanksgiving proclamation from Washington, about what this, this day tomorrow really is all about. Have a great one. Have a safe one. We'll talk soon.